Welcome back to Obscura Broadcasting's podcast, Famous Last Words. We are, you're now more than halfway through the 31 Days of Horror. If you'd like to watch any of our previous episodes, we've got all sorts of episodes from every, almost every decade talking about different horror movies, and we have many more to come. Today we are talking about, from 2016, Nicholas Winding Refn's The Neon Demon. My name is Andrew. And, and I'm Teresa. And this is a movie that we both like immensely. Yeah, yeah. So, like, full disclosure here, we are huge Nicholas Winding Refn fans. Um, Drive is probably one of my favorite movies ever. And this one, I think, is, like, a close... Well, it's definitely my second favorite of his films, and it's up there and my favorite films as well. Yeah, this this movie is one of my favorites as well. Um, also really like Bronson and Pusher. Um but this movie, I think, is one of his best put-together movies. It is a sneaky horror movie in the sense that it his movies all do a thing. Or most of all the movies that I've seen of his, uh, even Valhalla Rising does it, where they put you in the world and they don't necessarily put you in, in front of the plot right away. The plot kind of unfolds through the world that you live in. Maybe Drive is the exception to that. Like Drive definitely has a, a plot to it. Um, but you think about Only God Forgives and you think about Too Old to Die Young, like those movies that definitely mm-hmm. exist in a, in a world and like the situation comes from the world. Yeah, I think this is one of his more sh- stronger plot movies, but it's definitely all built around the world of fashion mm-hmm. and then also horror. And it's kind of a sneaky vampire film. Like you don't know you're in a vampire film until about halfway like, through. Not even half, like even farther or, than halfway. Yeah, yeah. Um, this movie deals with vanity in a way that I think like vampire, the world of fashion and vampires definitely overlap. I mean, no one has ever called this a vampire movie that I've ever seen, but it definitely is because it's it's the the three antagonistic women characters are the one the actual demons, like the actual. Uh, the threat all along you kind of think it's these men but they're only ancillary threats to these three women who seem to have like either they've lived forever or they believe in eating the blood of this the eating this woman that they'll be you know renewed or maybe just jenna malone's character is the only one that actually has like it's very vague it could just be a movie about cannibals yeah or Uh, models or models uh (laughs) The movie is, of course, very, very striking visually. Uh, like every frame is a painting. Uh, Natasha Breyer was the DP on this, and she she earned her. You know, every frame is just immaculate. Yeah, she just like makes magic. Like it's there's like glitter and neon lights and slow motion and white matte backgrounds and I don't know. Everything's just amazingly put together and you know also the amazing thing about nicholas winning reform too is he shoots coverage he makes these amazing films with beautiful shot with also shooting coverage really yeah Yeah. so like not always but i remember in the um director commentary he was talking a lot about there's like one scene and there are four of them in the bathroom and there's six mirrors and they're trying to shoot all of this different coverage for that scene because they have like one night to shoot there. And it's just like a nightmare with all the mirror and reflections and everything. But 
you know, I remember that scene and watching it and being like, wow, it's just they each have their own single and like they also have this dramatic like opening part of that shot. And I just think that's really impressive. And I don't know how they got it done in the amount of time they had to shoot that film. Yeah, it's uh, he definitely has his setup to shots where where he has a vision. It's probably storyboarded out to death and he's ready to to shoot it. Um, I think the score helps this movie just to just go from like it kind of weirdly put together thing to like a, a complete package because the movie, the score that Cliff Martinez did just supports it really well. It's just like very dreamy, ethereal, lots of kind of 80s sounding synth things like, you know, with high pass filters and, and, and just that have this timbre of a uh, gone by era, but also this timelessness of LA and facade. Yeah. And I think, that is another reason why we love his films is like the score is always a really integral part of the mood and it works so well with the images and it helps tell that whole story. Um, but yeah, I mean this film also, the score is a little creepy too. And the film is like on, you're on edge because it's strange. And then you start getting into like some of the extra like gore and violent elements of this film that are just, you know, some people, it pushed them over the top. They were just like, uh-uh, I can't do this. There's a couple of scenes that are just like really, really hard. But I think, you know, it calls back to like some of the movies in the 80s that were really heavy with the gore and weren't afraid to go places. Um, you know, thinking back to Deep Red and the deaths in that scene, you know, there's a couple horrendous deaths in this this movie that are just also beautiful at the same time and like tableaus right yeah this movie i think has I, there's a lot of like similarities in like tableaus like you were saying that are similar to like the hannibal aesthetic but everything's just saturated in neon and bright colors mm-hmm. like hannibal has hannibal the tv show has lots of tableaus but they're always in very muted color tones this is like <laughs> that but like turned up to like maximum and it's also makes you fall in love and follow Jesse and you kind of think she's invincible and maybe she's narcissistic. Like you think it's going one way and then it goes a completely another way, Mm -hmm. which I think is really kind of, uh, it's, it's a really smart decision because it like elevates the whole movie. Um, I have a question. What do you think the ending of this movie means? Like, so after, you know, so spoiler, they eat her. (laughs) Mm hmm. And they bathe in her blood. Jenna Malone has some sort of like situation with the moon. And uh, then the two other models, the two original models go to a photo shoot. One of them kills herself by stabbing herself and in, in having, you know. And at the end of the movie after that, there's this sequence that's like the credit sequence, but it's like in this like desert and there's a sunset and there's very clearly someone walking there, and it seems like it's Elle Fanning. I guess, what does that ending signify to you, or do you think it's just in there because it's pretty, or do you think, like, is this whole thing, like, an ad campaign <laughs> for, like, you know, a, a fashion line or something? Like, I get that, actually, more than it's an actual ending. Like, I always saw the credit scene as sort of, like, well, you've been watching this fashion film, and now here's the, like, perfume commercial in the afterlife i don't know (laughs) like i I don't know if it's meant to like be anything other than 
a beautiful conclusion to the movie. Also, like, it might be there for your own, like, mood palette cleanser. Like, so the end of the film is very heightened and very weird and all this stuff's going on and she, like, coughs up an eyeball and then steps on it and it's disgusting and squishy and, you know, you hit the part at the end of the credits where this, like, flood of chaos just, like, stops and then now you're in this, like, desert with, like, this really upbeat, like, pop song and it's gorgeous and you're just, like, it's just a moment where you sit there and you go, like, what the heck did I just experience? But, like, I loved it. Yeah. No, this movie is really, really good. I think Nicholas Winding Refn, I don't know, I think there's a lot about him and he's he can be kind of divisive and he can be kind of overly violent and i definitely like his movies he's a weird dude for sure <laughs> he does a lot for cinema history so that's important a lot of a lot of counterculture stuff he says a lot of inflammatory things to try to like i don't know pique your attention um very quickly what did you think of too old to die young his tv show for amazon oh i wanted to like it so much but it's just like so long and drawn out and you're not sure what the story is and you're not sure who the characters are and like it's he just likes he likes to experiment a lot and I feel like throughout that process some of them he really like hits strikes a chord and maybe it's different for different people but like I feel like Neon Demon was like a good happy medium of what he likes to do and then Too Old to Die Young was just like not enough plot for me too long drawn out stuff although i do love some of like the scenery and the shots and the again cinematography is gorgeous yeah there's a the episode where miles teller goes and kills two a spoiler or goes <laughs> to kill two guys in the desert and like there's a whole sequence where you know the whole thing is set to bury manlow's mandy and like it all kind of mm-hmm. works together in this way that's like some of the best television i think like that has vibes of Breaking Bad and and Mad Men and game like as Game of Thrones like it's some of the best moments of television. Unfortunately, the whole show doesn't work like that. Um, but it's definitely like a, just a ten hour Nicholas winning ref. It's ten hours of only God forgives. Yeah, and like he explicitly says that this is not a television show. This is a ten hour movie that I had to break up into different parts. Right, and so you can definitely get that. And as a ten hour movie, I don't think it works either, and it doesn't work as an episodic television show so it's just sort of it has great moments in it but i could never i don't think i could watch the whole thing again i'd be like i can't it's just too too long too boring (laughs) yeah i like living in a world though where nicholas winding reference is allowed to 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 experiment on the on a very very large scale Mm -hmm. i think that's important in the world that he has those opportunities um do you have anything you want to say about neon demon before we let it go It's just a really beautiful and fun movie. And yeah, it's a little gory. So if you watch it, that's just a warning. Yeah, the gore is there. So uh, my name's Andrew. And I'm Teresa. This has been 31 Days of Horror.